Lionel Messi finally played the hero that Argentina wanted him to be by scoring one goal and one assist in the 2-0 win over Mexico. As Poland beat Iran 2-0 as well, anything can happen in Group D before all the games are over. Meanwhile, France dropped Denmark in Group C to become the first qualified team for the knockout stage. Australia are closely behind thanks to Metro Duke's header against Tunisia. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Hey, so I think this is the Lionel Messi Argentinian team and fans waited for so long, though it was not that long, a、mm-hmm. like、couple of days, but finally they got him in this way. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm in two minds about this because、mm-hmm. that Messi goal. And performance in general is exactly what that team needed, what、yeah. the fans wanted. It's why people herald him so much. He has just a yard or two of space just outside the box in that area, which is now his his domain. I would say is between the box and maybe the center circle. All he needed was that split second vision. Got that goal perfectly timed, perfectly aimed, just a little bit beyond. Guillermo Ochoa's reach got the goal, completely changed the complexion of the game. But that was in the 64th minute, and up until then, they were being bossed around by Mexico. Exactly, like Mexico were playing that in a very tough, very hard way. And it goes back to what I was saying in the first game, where like Saudi Arabia were just like, okay, this is our shot, and they took it. If Mexico were basically a bit more forceful going forward, I think they could have got something from this because. That Argentina Argentina team, it's pretty soft. It can be bossed around. You know, you know. Thinking about what we were saying the other day about this is not the way Argentina used to play.、Mm-hmm. You consider players like Diego Simeone, Javier Mascherano, very physical, very difficult to play against.、Yeah. And here they were being fouled consistently. Like I want to say, in the first half, it was like ten, eight, ten, twelve, maybe fouls against. Argentina, and I felt like they were just being pushed around. So, even though you had this messy goal that changed the changed the complexion of the game, and then right towards the end, he has the ball. Everyone is kind of concerned of what he's going to do, so he passes it on to Enzo Fernandez, who scores that absolutely fantastic, fantastic curling shot from、uh, just outside the box on the left side of the pitch. I am looking at this and thinking to myself. This is exactly what they needed from Messi, but it's not what the rest of the team needed to succeed. And based on how they are playing and who they are up against, I think it's basically guaranteed they're going to get out of the group. But I would be amazed if they got outside of the round of sixteen. That is, unless they can keep relying on Messi magic, so to speak, which a lot of teams have done for a while. I mean. I say that, which is what Barcelona did for a very long time. But when the rest of your team are as underperforming as this Argentina has, you can't win trophies with this. That's true.、Uh, you know, when they lost to、uh, Saudi Arabia, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Messi's not as he as good as he used to be. Argentina suck." And now they won. They were like, "Oh yeah, Messi's the hero." I really don't want to be one of those guys, though. Don't get me wrong. I respect Messi. I admire him, but、mm-hmm. like you said, this is not a way to win. And usually, for a champion team at the World Cup, I would say at group stage or even the round of sixteen or quarterfinals, 
you have such great teammates that they can win yeah. without, say, 80% of your efforts. And then in the semifinals and in the final, when everything matters, the superstar stands out and then wins it. Instead, Messi had to play like it was the final. And how long yeah. could, it, could he keep playing like that when he was, at my age, 35 years old? Mm -hmm. It's you know it's it's funny you say that. I hadn't even considered you that, but you said he's playing it like it's the final. You know the way Mexico were playing, I almost felt like they were playing it not to progress, mm -hmm. but to be the people who stopped Messi because the whole storyline, like the whole storyline, was can Argentina recover? This is Messi's last World Cup. If they get a win here, it means they qualify for the next round. Mexico were almost completely forgotten in this. Mm -hmm. Perhaps fair enough after the po the Poland performance they had, where it was very poor. But you have to be looking now. I think that every single team that they go against, be it Poland in the last group stage game, be it whoever they draw in the round of sixteen, any further than that, if they get there, every single team will be playing this, thinking Messi has a target on their back. Argentina, if we eliminate them suddenly this tournament becomes about us instead. Almost this is a case where the narrative is backfiring. And instead of it being a case of, let's focus on Messi getting to the final, now every single team they play will be treating it like a final because they know if they eliminate Argentina, it's the biggest story of the, of the whole cup. Oh, definitely. And for Poland, which beat Saudi Arabia, though it's a two-goal win, it's really a hard game. And also, it's hard for me to imagine a forward like Lewandowski never scored before in the World Cup. Yeah, that they took so long trying to break down the Saudi Arabia team. Mm -hmm. And even when they did with their Piotr Zielinski's goal, it was like a rebound, right? Mm -hmm. It was like saves, come back. He just about knocked it in. Like, this team is really struggling. Um, I, I really, I, I mean, I feel like I've had this conversation with you basically every single tournament where you look at the lineup, you look at Lewandowski in front, you look at the players who come from all across Europe, you look at how Polish football is expanding. You have guys from Serie A, you have guys who play in the Premier League. You put them all together and they just cannot do anything. No, they can't make it work. You, you know, yeah, it's like Lewandowski got that goal and the way he was celebrating, it wasn't celebration, it was relief. Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, Milik played him in and he scored this fantastic goal. It was like a tap-in mm -hmm. from like a f fumbled shot from the Saudi goalkeeper. And the relief on his face, it really sums up this team. Like, every single one of those players is a good player. And yet, when you put them together and you put the Polish colours on them, they just really struggle. Like, yes, the scoreline reads 2-0, but I'm not favouring them to get anything against Argentina in the final, final group stage because of just how difficult they make every single part of it. And, you know... Chesney saved that penalty in the 45th minute but even then like had had he not and it would have been 1-1 going into the second half I'd probably favored Saudi Arabia based on how they were playing something about this Poland team 
I don't know if it's the manager. I don't know what it is. They just cannot get it together. Yeah, that's true. And but at least now、uh, Lewandowski will not be remembered as the greatest scorer who never scored in the World Cup. That's a yeah, relief. That, I think that's, that's the relief about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least going forward, like it's not a memorable goal, not a memorable game. But at least now, when you look him up on Wikipedia or whatever it is, you'll at least see a one instead of a zero. Oh yeah, that's true. So for France, their win against Denmark, I wouldn't say it was dominant because only six minutes after the first goal of Kylian Mbappe, Denmark tied it. In, <laughs> it's so quick, and it also showed that France, though they had so many sharp counter strikes, their defensive line is not so solid. This this game reminded me. Um, oh, I forget what the season was. It was the season where Atletico Madrid got to the Champions League final. Oh yeah, against、um, Real Madrid because、mm-hmm. Denmark have beaten France twice this year in the Nations League. Yeah, and then when it comes to the important game in the World Cup, they just couldn't do it. Which is just like how Atletico that season they beat Real Madrid in La Liga, but when it came to the Champions League final, I think when it came to the Copa del Rey. They couldn't get it done. It's like when it comes to the important games, France can turn it on and get that extra gear. And in both cases, it was Mbappe being a step ahead, a little bit faster, a little bit more precise with his with his goals. Because you know that second goal, it was point blank range against Casper Schmeichel.、Mm-hmm. However, just knowing that if he just turned his body slightly and knock it in as Schmeichel goes down low, like that, those little edges are. Kind of what makes Mbappe such a special player, but overall, like I would say, Denmark had their number. The、uh, goal from Andreas Christensen, yeah, exactly six minutes after Mbappe got his first goal, shows that again, kind of like how Australia got that first goal, they are vulnerable on the counter, and I'm not necessarily sure why that is because. In the first game, it was、uh, Benjamin Pavard that let the Australians go through. He wasn't playing this time; he was on the bench. And instead, it was like、uh, Rafa, Rafa Varane and、uh, Koundé. Still, same thing happened.、Uh, Darius Upamecano, same thing happened.、Uh, he he didn't con- concede, but they had so many shots later on.、Um, Particularly when Martin Braithwaite came on, when Casper Dolberg came on,、um, it was a very like it was one of those things where you you could very clearly have seen a, a shot going from, say, Andreas Cornelius, Michael Damsgaard, whoever it was. It went a little bit wide. Had it not, and the game stayed one-one, became two-two. You think France would have struggled a bit more.、Um, However, going in going into this, I feel like I'm a bit of a victim of the narrative because I'm kind of watching it, expecting the drama to flare up for fractures in the team.、Mm-hmm. I I am so impressed with Antoine Griezmann because he he wasn't on the score sheet.、Um, he set up the second goal, but he set up basically everything. Like、yeah. yes, Teo Hernandez got the. Assist for the first Mbappe goal, but the way Griezmann is bossing this midfield, he is like the star of this team, and you would assume that he wouldn't be happy with the goals coming from Mbappe and him not getting anything. 
but whatever whatever Deschamps is doing in the dressing room, he is holding it together, and not just holding it together, but he's having it so star players like Griezmann, like Olivier Giroud, like Usman Dembele, they're not scoring the goals, but they're constantly threatening in ways that they wouldn't be in previous tournaments because they wouldn't be happy with Mbappe getting the goals. So I feel like from now on, I will be a bit more confident about this team going forward because of how great they have been from that back four onwards. However, seeing how quickly they crumble on the counter, that back four is still the thing, I think, which will work against them when we get into the knockouts. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think uh, I I will definitely give Adisham credit for you know this very practical way of running the game. Like, okay, we don't have the resources we had before four years ago. So then we build our game on defense and then counter-strike and then we could score because we have such a fast and sharpened dagger in the front field whose name is Kylian Mbappe. About mm. the domestic conflict, I have a theory. It's, um, I think, Giroud, Antonio Griezmann, who I think is the best-performing player of the team so far, they are adults. They're mature enough to know that everything about a team comes first. So as long as France are winning, as long as France are moving forward, they're okay leaving the stage, leaving the highlights for the young people. On the other hand, Mbappe is not so much. He is happy when he is the biggest man on the stage. What if France coming out of the group meeting someone who are powerful and strong enough to make their counter-strikes not so smooth anymore? What if Mbappe cannot score so easily? When will that when that happens, is he gonna be a troublesome? Is, is he gonna throw tantrum? I actually I can't really give one hundred percent of my confidence in France yet. Yeah, right. I think that Mbappe is still like the Achilles heel mm-hmm. of this team. And not even in the sense of like as a player. I mean his mentality I think is still the weakness. I hadn't really thought about that about being an adult, but I do think Antoine Griezmann has really matured yeah. now he's moved back to Atletico and kind of figured out that, you know, when he went to Barcelona, it's gonna be the next big thing. It's a very ego driven team. That didn't work out at all. Now he's back at Atletico and they have to grind every single week for results. I do think that has definitely transferred to his mentality for the national team as well. Giroud is like 34, 35, very much a veteran. I do think you are right in the sense that they kind of have to make sure everything is happy for Mbappe because the moment it stops being that way, I think that's where the the crumble will begin. Yeah, it could be. Um, Australia also beat Tunisia. They're now three. They have three points. They're uh, second after France. Do you think they will join France in the round of sixteen? I could. I could see it. I could see it because the there was only one goal, and it was like a floated header, yeah. or more, more like a like a glancing blow, I guess, from mm-hmm. Mitchell Duke, which apparently. Uh, afterwards I was reading about it like that's kind of what he's famous for in his, for his club side kind of getting into the right place and not headering it in directly but just putting enough of an angle on it enough of a spin on it that the keeper can't get to it um, Tunisia have been a massive disappointment in this tournament so I can't read too much into it but the way Australia picked themselves up and were like okay we went 1-0 up against France but then we lost the game however they are the defending champions they are the better side. We'll just keep going. We'll just keep fighting. And then 
for them to come out and play and, and get three points from this makes me think they will kind of have the heart to continue. That being said, their last game is against Denmark, which is you know the better team. Mm-hmm. So I, it's one of those things where it's a sh- it's kind of a shame that one of them has to go home. True, but with how much heart and how much like just enjoyment this Australia side has, I wouldn't be surprised if they get something from from their final game. Oh yeah. So about tonight, I would say the biggest game is Germany versus Spain. I mean, Argentina mm-hmm. got their salvation. Now it's the test for Germany. Yeah, and it's a very very tough test、It、because、yeah. the the you can't really compare previous results. Losing to Japan like that, while Spain won against Costa Rica like that, I I, I almost changed my prediction to Spain being a secret favor、mm. favorite, almost a dark horse based on how that went.、Um, Hansi Flick is very focused on rebuilding, and I can easily see him realizing, okay, whatever we did last time doesn't work. Back to the drawing board, rebuild. But doing that with a national team with less than a week of Time to change it. That's easier said than done.、Um, I can very much see Germany being eliminated based on tonight's performance,、um, and I don't like saying that. But the the performance against Japan was so poor that I'm not I'm not expecting much at all.、Um, Canada versus Croatia. I can see that being I can see that being the biggest surprise. I can see Canada getting points from that game based on how old and how creaky Croatia were,、mm-hmm. and how just all guns blazing Canada have been. And the other game, Belgium and Morocco, I see that being very similar, but the other way in the sense of Belgium are on the wrong side of the golden generation,、mm-hmm. but there's still so much talent, so much quality there. I can see them getting three points against Morocco. Yeah, and they really have to win, only for face saving. Not really anything bigger, but they have to win Belgium. Yeah, yeah. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon tomorrow. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye bye.